Are we ready to actually talk about RFAs now? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Quick RFA preview. Just, you know, we're going to go, we'll highlight some of the uh, the bigger names that are there and, you know, just throw out some opinions and, uh, yeah, that'll be that. Manny and me and you don't do anything. That's besides point. <laughs> <laughs> Except eat dinner. Hey. Yeah, yeah, I'm a record holder for that. All right, RFAs. We'll start at the top quarterbacks. Yeah, there's not a lot to talk about here. No, not a very thick group. Highlighted by the old man Tom Brady. Yeah, going to be going into his age 45 season. So a quick look at these RFAs, and like the funny thing is, you got the age next to them, and there there's like two of them that stick out as like extremely goofy, and this is the first one that's like even goofier than the second one, but. <laughs> 45 years old, 22 seasons. God damn, is that man ever going to die? Yeah, yeah. What number did he finish? Three in quarterbacks? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Which is probably means about three in the whole thing. Um, man, laugh about him every year, but going to RFA, 36.53 on the price tag. Ian, I think someone's got to go after him, right? Yeah, <laughs> I mean... As crazy as it sounds, I mean, I guess maybe the two years is a deterrent, but yeah, dead cap's not that big of a deal. Yeah, two. I know the two years sounds like a deterrent, but I mean, would you bet against him not playing two years at this point? No, no, you just keep you just keep riding it. Like, like you said, I mean, this is one of his best finishes ever at number three. I mean, if you go back to the bulk of his career, he was never a top five guy. Through, through most of his time with the Patriots. I mean, he had a good year here and there, but he was always reliable and always good, but he was never top end like he is, has, has been with the Buccaneers. So, I mean, just a quick prediction, like he's got to finish top eight in scoring next year. I mean, would, would that be a safe bet? I, I think so. I mean, the one, the one thing you have to look at going into next season is Godwin is a free agent and he's hurt. And hurt bad enough, he might not start next year. Um, and obviously, I don't see Antonio Brown being back. So his receiver core is going to be diminished from what it's been the last couple of seasons. So, yeah, absolutely. But you know what? You still got to take the bet, especially a quarterback needy team. And well, to be it, honest, the 36 bucks is not breaking the bank for a, a top player. Exactly. And that's what I was going to throw out there is it's not like he's $85 Tom Brady. And I don't think anyone's going to bid him up that high. But yeah, you get them up to 40, 45, 50, that range. I think you're pretty safe. And and then you take the $5 cap in if he comes out and turns into a Peyton Manning his last year. Right. Uh, uh, if I need a quarterback, I'm very comfortable in the $45, $50 range for, for Tom Brady. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I think that's about where he'll go. And, I, yeah, uh, not too much more to say about fucking Tom Terrific. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, the only other one on this list that I have any interest in at all is, uh, you know, you roll the dice on Jameis Winston. He, he was looking all right last year. I mean, not like a top five guy, but for your, your backup quarterback, he's sitting there at 20 bucks right now. That, that could be an interesting play, you know, up in into the $30 range or so. So I would guess that Jameis Winston doesn't get a ton of action in RFA here. Yeah. So I would think that 30 would be high end for him. He's at 21. Well, he'll be 22 bucks in RFA. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's about you, you might get a few, uh, scattered bids here and there on them, but yeah, 30 would probably be top end for him. And 
if Jameis Winston goes back to 5,000 yards, Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that's a pretty good deal there. Yeah. Uh, nobody likes the 30 interceptions, but hey, we're playing fantasy. That season was still probably a top six season ish. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he threw yeah. for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. I, the 30 picks hurt, but hey, you're, you're putting up on the other end. Like, we've seen him do it and not that long. Yeah. Yep. Still relatively a young guy at 28 years old. Well, and, and let's not forget, you know, I mean, Sean Payton is the quarterback whisperer, right? I mean, Drew Brees was not a great quarterback in San Diego. No, not at all. So, now, did he just mature? Or did Sean Payton have a lot to do with that? I mean, obviously, there's X factors there. You don't know, but I, I can't imagine a coach I'd rather see a struggling quarterback play for to, to turn great. Absolutely. This is the lottery ticket, a little bit more of an expensive one. But again, if you, if you get a, a top 10 or 12 guy, he's worth the 30 bucks. Yeah. Like all day long. Especially if he's your second quarterback or, or even better, your third. But yeah. So yeah, maybe 30 bucks is a little expensive for a third quarterback. Right. But I, I'm still thinking 30 bucks is the top end of them because you're, you're only going to get a couple of bites on them. I'm pretty- yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Um, Darnold, no, I think that ship has sailed. Thirty-one bucks is probably no bids. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then when you Tyler, get down to Tyler Heineke, yeah, see, I, I don't see him having a starting role next year. I, I just don't. Maybe he does, but you know, at eleven dollars, he he's not going to get up, get bid up very high. And as long as he stays under fifteen, then that's someone that Jeremy should just retain. Yes, and, and then cut next season if he loses his job. So you know that, and then Tyler Huntley as well. Jeremy's the uh, Lamar Jackson team, so makes sense for him to hold on to Huntley, but it doesn't make a lot of sense for anyone else to bid on him. No, and if he can retain Huntley, obviously being his third quarterback, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, for for the buck 12. The, the only thing I would say with Huntley is if you wanted to take that little lottery ticket of that they trade him, you know, a lot of quarterback needy teams on there. He looked all right when he played. Looked really good. Yeah. But I, I still don't see him going more than a couple of bucks. No, you can't. Like, I, like three, if you want think, to take like a lottery ticket. On. I, would, I would say there's, barring a Lamar Jackson injury in the offseason, I would say there's less than 10% chance that Tyler Huntley is a starting quarterback in the NFL next year. I mean, right. he's, a, he's a young guy on his rookie contract. He was a later round pick. So teams aren't going to go and give a ton to trade for him. And the Ravens have to be super happy to have such a capable backup quarterback. Like, there's no motivation for him to move him. And if Lamar Jackson's healthy, Lamar Jackson's going to be the starter. So, right. like I said, that that's a good one for Jeremy to hold on to. But no, no one should really be bidding on this guy. He he turns into he's more valuable to Jeremy than well, he's only valuable to Jeremy and no. Yeah, yeah, and so that's a pretty quick one. I mean, that rounds out the quarterback position. Um, really, if you're looking for a starter that you can rely on, there's just the one name. It's Brady. And everyone else has a lot more question marks. Absolutely. All right. Brings us down to running backs. Yep. A little bit of interesting things in here. Uh, there, there's some. So to me, there's only one that I'd really be interested. In. But there's some ancillary pieces that maybe get some bids here. So let's start with the elephant in the room. Yeah. Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. Sitting there with a $12 minimum bid. I think someone's going to bid at least that. Yeah. I, I, I'd have to say. Um, might see my whole 26 bucks go on him. <laughs> yeah. So 
this Elijah Mitchell goes back to we forgot to text Ian for a longer contract. Yeah. So Elijah Mitchell could have been had for his whole career for this $11 and plus 12% every year his whole career so you could have had him his whole seven years and he's going to be good for for 60 bucks total yeah in that 80, neighborhood 80 bucks total mm-hmm. yeah elijah mitchell's going 100 bucks i i can't imagine he would be less than that for the number 24 running back on the season i mean we've we've talked at length in the past about trades where we've gotten down to like rb 50 and still been unable to come up with something that you would trade for there other than other running backs. So, yeah, this this one should be fun to watch. Yeah, this is going to be fun to buy, but, but Luther. And, uh, yeah, you know what? Like, like you said, a top 50 running back. I'll go real reasonable here. A top 36 running back, any of the top 36 running backs that you're comfortable are going to be there, is worth trading a first-round pick for. So, And then players are very valuable. That, that just shows the value of getting a running back. So, I have little doubt Elijah Mitchell is going that $100 range, might even hit 110 Like, it, it is a high value. You say he finished at running back 24, and he was a little banged up, mm-hmm. and a rookie. Yeah. They usually make their biggest jump in year one to year two. Mm-hmm. Like, very easily a top 15 back, 12, if he doesn't get hurt. And yeah. it's, on a, it's on a running team. And I know a lot of people like are gun shy of San Francisco, but me and you had this conversation the other day. How does he not go in the season as the starting running? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't see how that could happen at this point. So he, he is going to be one of the juicy ones in, in free RFA here. And he absolutely, he might be the highest paid player walking out of RFA, like Got not it. in the league, but he might be the most expensive player in the option. Gotta be. Yeah. Gotta be because I'm I'm looking at these teams that actually have a couple of dollars. They're all quarterback needy. Yeah, the and league is quarterback needy, right? And running back needy too. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, I meant running back needy. Yeah, I know what you meant. I was just trying to slip it in there, but ah, I but, gotcha. But yeah, I mean, you know, the teams with lots of money, the least needy team is what Steven? and you don't think Steven will spend seventy, eighty, ninety, even a hundred bucks on Elijah Mitchell? He should. I would imagine he will. I mean, Hackenberg has the most money to throw around. I mean, I guess he and Luther are friends. Does he give him a break? I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah, I wouldn't take it. Yeah. Why is Mitchell is such a good piece that there's not a team in this league that would not have him? No, I mean, if I thought he could somehow sneak out of there in the $50 range, which, of course, he'd get retained, but I'd bet on him, and I need running backs less than anyone. Right. And and this was his rookie. Yeah. So that that's that's the jewel in the crown here. There's some other good ones that are going to come up, but yeah, I mean we we hit it early. Like that is the player of the RFAs this year, I think. Absolutely. Then I look around at a couple of other guys that I find you know somewhat interesting too. All right. Yeah. So who's your your next one? Um, I'm, I would. There's got to be some interest in Daryl Williams. Like Kansas City likes him. Yeah. You know, when Clyde Edwards Alaire is healthy, and I have him, so I watch him well. He te- at the beginning of the season, he got everything. Like yep. when he when he was healthy. Now I'm starting to worry that he's not going to be that healthy guy anymore a little bit, you know. And and when you can get the running back on a high scoring team, that that's definitely usable. Mm-hmm. He's he's at a buck twelve. What's he get run up to? 
20 bucks, 25 bucks. Yeah, that seems reasonable. So that that that's a pretty nice piece. Maybe nothing that you want to rely on every week, but uh, flex worthy possibly and definitely by week. And again, we're in a starved running back league. Yeah. So he's definitely going to get some run here. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's a good one. And I think the, the mid-20s is probably about right because you don't know. I mean, he could have 20 carries next year. He could have 150. It's, it's hard to say. Uh, absolutely. Andy Reid does not show his hand. And maybe Hilaire stays healthy next year, hopefully, and, and turns into the running back I drafted. Uh, again, they, they they tend to like him. Yeah. And so that that's one that's going to some gander some interest. I, I, I Yeah. Yeah. So I got to say there's a handful of names on this list, but there's a handful of old names on this list. And a lot of them, their ages start with three. So that, that makes me pretty nervous. But one guy that sticks out to me here after his, his late season run that he got is Donta Foreman. And, and it's really all about where does he wind up going into next season? So does he wind up in a spot where it looks like he might have some chance at having a run? Not, not necessarily as the starter, but, you know, as does, does he, based on this year's performance, does he land in a spot where he's the handcuff for a team? And that would make him worth getting up into the twenties as well, maybe even thirty. Uh, I, I, I he he was third on my list in here. Yeah, because uh, he did have such a good run with the Titans here. Uh, and I don't know where he goes, but I, I could I could imagine a scenario where he's in that a a, a split backfield somewhere mm-hmm. and, and getting enough to be a viable running back, which, yeah. which definitely takes him up into the mid twenties or thirty dollar range. Absolutely. Yep. Because, yeah, good. Oh, good. Because as you look down this list, and I said that there was one other age that stuck out real funny in this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Like old man Adrian Peterson here. Yeah, says he's going to play again next year. Oh. 37. Yeah. That ship sailed. It's not yeah. the same old Adrian Peterson. No, no, he sure isn't. But, you know, good for him sticking around this long. But it's exactly that. So, yeah, you got Peterson. You got Kenyon Drake. He he's twenty eight, but he's ninety dollars minimum bid. David Johnson is in his thirties now. Devonta Freeman is thirty. They're both fairly expensive at ninety five and forty nine dollars. I mean, Rex Burkhead had some flashes this year. He's thirty two. Mark Ingram is thirty three. Like even Jarek McKinnon. I mean, he's had all those chances, but he's thirty. We take yeah. There's just a lot of old busted here that you know if. Well, Latavius Murray's three bucks. You know, do you see if he gets a job and put him somewhere as a as a bench stash, maybe at three bucks. But you know, even Burkhead and Ingram at eleven bucks a piece, maybe. You know, if you have the money, I guess. But then certainly none of those old men at ninety dollars. Yeah, you're drawing at straws even with the uh, you know Latavius Murray and and even McKinnon having a one good game here for Chiefs. I mean, he's thirty years old already. Yeah. Like the mileage is the mileage probably not there because he's hurt all the time, but like that ship's yeah. like third year yeah. old running backs just aren't usually overly productive, right? Exactly. I mean, maybe worth a spot on your bench for the four bucks that McKinnon is. But like you said, even like Ingram being up at 11 and Burkhead being at 11, that's probably starting to get pricey for these guys that are in their early 30s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've, there's no such thing as a 30-year-old breakout at running back. There right. just isn't. 
I don't I see that. Boston Scott really doing anything. Just yeah, so teasing you. I, I say that we're about to go down the list to Cordero Patterson, but <laughs> he's the outlier. Yeah, for sure. You know, if you're betting David Johnson's finally going to have that big year, you, you're fooling yourself. You know, I yeah, mean, especially at ninety four dollars. Yeah, last year was a shot, and obviously he didn't he didn't do it last year. Like it's not going to happen. Any interest in Jeffrey Wilson? Yeah. Again, at fifteen dollars, you know, if if you're Honda Killer, you don't want to pay more than twenty. So, you know, if someone bids him up higher than that, you let him go, and if they don't bid him up higher than that, maybe you retain him on the chance that you know there's probably going to be two good games where it's going to be usable next year. So, if you got bench space and you know Honda Killer's got twenty dollars to burn, yeah, maybe you keep him. But only until you find someone better to take that that spot on your bench. Yeah, I mean, he, he's another one going into his age twenty eight season. He's just he's not going to be a featured guy. It's just it's not going to happen. No, that that ship is Wilson. I mean, yeah, Austin Scott there. Yeah, Scott yeah. and w- Wilson both. Yeah, yeah. There, there's just not much here, and and we'll get more into this later. But I started a little bit of my uh, rookie scouting. There there ain't much there either. Yeah. Which just makes Elijah Mitchell all the more expensive. Well, and I guess this whole conversation leads back to that is why is it that, you know, Elijah Mitchell automatically we're saying is worth a hundred dollars because find someone else on this list that's worth 50. I was going to say, there's not three more guys here combined that you're going to want. for. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that that's, that's why Mitchell is going to be so expensive. Yeah. Pete P Ryan. Probably only actually valuable to you because you got yeah, this. and and I think going into next year maybe, but it's the time that Chris Evans takes that that handcuff roll away. It, it very should, well could be, yeah, should be. P Ryan's ship has sailed. Also, I mean, he's twenty seven years old. Yeah, when you when you're around for the four or five years and you really haven't done it, you're really probably not. Unless your name's Cordero Patterson. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing. So he has some value to me because he costs a dollar. But you bid him up to five, you're going to have yourself a new Samaj P Ryan on your bench. Right. So Yeah, so personally, if I was bidding, it's it's only Mitchell. Daryl Williams, just because they kind of seem to like him there. But Yeah, yeah, and because he's cheap enough at starting at a $2 bid. He's cheap enough to take a chance on. Exactly. Other than that, I, I don't see much action going on with a lot of these. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm in, I'm in agreement. I mean, even to the point, I think we can move on to receiver. Absolutely. All right, I'll let you start with receivers. Yeah, so I think the highlight here is it, it has the reason that he's the big highlight is really his salary is uh well I guess there's two but Cordero Patterson let's start with him because you know the ninth year breakout it's crazy but it happened assuming that the Falcons hold on to him you, you got to kind of believe it has a chance to happen on some scale again next year. So we make the jokes about the ninth year breakout and everything else, but you know what? There's always got to be an exception to the rule, and, and he just seems to be it right now. Yeah. He's another one. I'm going to say it was a little bit of a missed uh, contract there because you'd be really happy if you had him for another year for $6.72. Yeah. I have to put <laughs> 60 70 bucks even at his age. Yeah. I mean, it certainly could be. You know, I mean, I guess there's – there's forces working against him, for sure. I mean, but, and again, we joke about the ninth-year breakout. The one thing I'll say about Cordero Patterson is he's been great his whole career. 
he's just never really gotten an opportunity on offense. But as a return man and in limited play, like if you look at his yards per catch and you know some of that stuff, like he's been a fantastic player the whole time. Just no one ever found a way to keep him on the team. And so for that reason, I, I think a bit of a salary bump there, you know, getting into the 50s or 60s, I'd be scared probably to do it myself, but it's probably warranted. I think it's well warranted. You could almost say that he's a poor man, Devo Samuel right now, because they are giving him some running. They are yeah. giving him some passing. Mm-hmm. Like they have figured out how to use the receiver position has evolved in his nine years. I mean, let's face it. Probably yeah. when he was a young guy, they wanted him to be an outside receiver. And that's all he did. And they were like, oh, he's okay. But like, we'll yeah. find something better. But they found creative ways to get him into that offense. And man, did he have a monster. Year. It, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm guessing 50 plus. He might even get up to 70. 70 might be the high side because that age 31 will scare a lot of people off. Me, me included. Yeah. And then, like you said, the ninth year breakout is just so against the norm that like it would make you a little worried. But I think he's going to go for some dollars. Like you get an offensive weapon in there like that, and especially when you can play him at receiver there. Mm-hmm. And he's getting them consistent, like, couple carries a game and stuff. Like, he's going to be a real value piece, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't have the money to go out shopping like that, so. Sure. Well, yeah. But, but someone's going to. And, and someone should. Yeah. I, it, it makes a certain amount of sense. But, I mean, whoever is out there bidding on them, if, if they're getting up that high, that as long as they're going in, eyes wide open. Like, there's more risk there than you would traditionally have in a player. Player, you're going to pay that much. Right. Well, we say that, but what about the next guy we're going to bring up? Byron Pringle? No, he's not making a bunch of money. I was going to say, just, you know, roll right into Kenny Galladay. You know. No, I was fucking around with Pringle. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Kenny Galladay. Dude, I don't know. Uh, $70, that price tag's quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, he's 29 years old already. Uh, he's done it before, though, and he's done it big. Yeah. Gotta believe there are some bids on him. I don't think it's going to get crazy past this. So if he's starting at 70, is 80 the mark? Yeah, I, I think at the top end. You know, I mean, after the season he just had and the, the fact that there's a whole bunch of younger receivers on the team that all outplayed him this last year. And it, it's not that Galladay can't get back to where he was, but, you know, is he going to start improving again at 29? It, I don't know. You know, I mean, if, if he was sitting there at a $40 price tag, there'd be some room to bid him up, but his upside's already baked into that price, I think. It, it would have to be. And I, I'd be more comfortable bidding $70 on Cordero Patterson than I would Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Like, like there's a role for Patterson. Galladay yeah. just, I, the whole Giants team's up. And maybe they're breaking in a new quarterback next year. Obviously, they're breaking in a new coach. You know, the GM did, is not the one that signed Galladay. I, I would be scared to die at, at the $70. Yeah. You know, if Galladay, like you said, is rolling in at 30 or 40 bucks, you'd be like, you know what? I'll take a chance on a guy that's done it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Can't forget, he has not done it in two years. Yeah. Like his last year in Detroit wasn't good either. Mm-hmm. And then he went to the Giants. And if everyone remembers in real football, no one was overly out to get Kenny Galladay. He lasted in free agency for quite a bit before the Giants signed him. Yeah. So that kind of sort of tells you what real NFL evaluating evaluators think of. Like you, going in the 
uh, free agency in the NFL, you would have thought he was going to be the gold standard. You know, a guy that can go for 1,500 yards, multiple touchdowns. Like, he was very good, but I'd be a little gun-shy about that. I, I personally wouldn't touch him, especially at the at the range, but I can still see a, a handful of bids going. You know, getting them bid up another 5 or $10 off of completely outrageous, but I think whoever bids on is going to be disappointed. And that's that's the underlying thing for me too. So, yeah, I ju- I just want it because I I just don't see better days ahead for it. right. Whereas you you probably have a similar amount of risk baked in, but with more upside with Mike Williams. But with Mike Williams, you're starting the bidding at twenty bucks. You can you can take him up towards seventy instead of starting at seventy. And, and that's why he's one of the more interesting guys to me on this list. Mike Williams is an interesting guy. He just I, I read something one time that, uh, and, and I don't, don't know his stats this year offhand, that Mike Williams has had 1,000-yard seasons. He's had 10 touchdown seasons. Mm-hmm. He's just never had them at the same time. No, but he had a it's 10. It's almost like he's doing one or the other. But he had 10 touchdowns as a rookie. Five years. This is true. Right. So, and that's the thing. He's going to be a free agent this year, and I have to believe that he's going to get – paid somewhere other than in in Los Angeles. The good thing about Mike Williams is the exact opposite of what we're saying about Gallaudet. At $22 starting bid or $23 starting bid in RFA, there's something to work with. Yeah. Like you said, you can bid him up over them. Yeah. You're not paying the top premium dollar to put the first bid in on. Yeah, precisely. I I I think Mike Williams goes up to that 50 ish. 45-ish? Yeah. I, and, I think he's going to win. And, and I think he should be pretty comfortable at that at right there. You know, if Mike Williams stays healthy, he's, he's a mid-tier receiver, right? Yeah. Which would justify that 45 or $50 that he'll probably get in RF. Yeah. Yeah, there's a funny story about Mike Williams. Um, who was the coach in the Chargers back then? Was it Anthony Lynn? Uh, yeah, Lynn was their last coach. Yeah. So when Anthony Lynn was coach, he's coming in. This is at the beginning of uh, – beginning of off-season activities when the team's starting to come back together and that they're walking out in pads for the first day and Mike Williams is is walking and he starts going off in one direction and so Lynn calls after him and uh says he he didn't this was early in his career he didn't realize who it was and he goes hey you know I think hey Rook or something like that I forget the wording that they say in the story and he goes we're over here because he thought it was his new defensive lineman that's how big this guy is. <laughs> the guy's walking out like pads and stuff, but without his jersey on or whatever. And he looks at him from behind and thought he was a rookie defensive lineman, not his second year wide receiver. Yeah. Mike Williams is a big boy. Right? Oh, yeah. I forget exactly what it is. He's like 6'4, 240 or something. Like, he's he a big man. Yeah. Yeah. He should definitely get some action in this. Bobby Anderson's another bit of a confusing one for me. Oh, like, yeah. What, what do you do with that? The $64 is scary. The 29 years old is scary. Well, so I had him last year going into the season. I can tell you what I did with him. <laughs> Traded him. Yeah, I mean, he's he's on poison black now. But but there's two sides to every coin. Obviously, Big Fish thought there was something there. I mean, he, he gave up, not a ton, but he gave up an asset to get him. But, I, I mean, I think Robbie Anderson's disappointing season has more to do with his quarterback than with him. So your, your problem there is the dollar amount. 
And for me, I'm cutting bait. I'm not paying $64 for a guy that I'm hoping is good again. I'm staying clear, but I, I didn't overly like Robbie Anderson coming into this year. I, I believe me and you had this conversation earlier in the year. I, I, I just wasn't a fan. And I know last year he had a, a, a pretty big year. I just yeah. too inconsistent for me. Shows up some games, some games he don't. I just, and then you add that $64 price tag on. I think Robbie Anderson, someone that does not get any bidding in RFA at that price. Yeah. But I, he does I, end up on someone's team when he's only 75%. See, I, I wouldn't be shocked if, if Fish retains him. But maybe he's too expensive for that. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, he could. I mean, he could get some bids on too. But I, I just, it's just a healthy price tag. Just would not be comfortable. Yeah. I'll tell you a guy that does seem a little interested. And I think he's just been buried a little bit. And the price tag does kind of justify that. I think James Washington should get a little play here. I don't actually know if he's even going to be a stealer next year. Yeah. Still fairly young at 26. I know he's been in the league four years here. It's only 15 bucks. Yeah. He's had some flashes. And I know the fifth year breakout ain't going to happen. And everything. I don't think he's ever going to go anywhere and be a number one receiver or anything to that extent. But yeah. he's sort of been buried behind Deontay Johnson. Claypool's been there for two years. Uh, they had someone else before that. Like, I don't know that he's completely gotten a real chance. I know he's had a little bit of attitude problems of, you know, thinking that he's better than he, than he is. Yeah. I just think he could end up somewhere and just have some value. Like, like again, he's, I, I don't even know if I foresee him being a top 24 receiver, a top 36 or top 40 receiver. I could see that. At, at 15 bucks, it, it might not be horrible. Yeah, so... For me, and, and this is one of the reasons that we do RFA so early, is you got to call your shot. Um, for me, a lot of it would depend, because I, I think he's staying as a stealer. So now it becomes, does Juju stay as a stealer as well? Because, I mean, that puts Washington as the fourth guy on the list, which, you know, obviously you can move up quick. Juju missed all of this year too. But, yeah, it's just, that's really the dividing line. It's, if he's there, he, he's played well when he's played. So if he's there and he's the seeming number three on the list, then you got yourself a guy you can use at least as a flex on Biden. And, and that justifies spending some money on him because, you know, he's better than some other guys you can you can use as a flex on bye weeks. But other than that, if he's the fourth guy on the list and you don't see the clear path to playing time in that, then, then I'm moving on. Because at that point, he's just clogging up your roster for you. Right. At the $15, and I can't imagine more than – a bit or two, if any, um, mm. at that price, you can cut them pretty cheap. If you do like take the plunge and it not work because yeah. I, I, there's just been some pretty good flashes. Oh yeah. And again, it, it might just be being buried behind better players. So like you said, it's does Juju stay? Does, does Washington, uh, all, all things you don't know in RFA starts out a little earlier than we have our questions answered. Right. So, yeah, you sort of have to call your shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, looking at it right now, I just pulled up his contract. They let him go into unrestricted free agency, so it seems unlikely that he'll be a stealer in there. Which I think would actually add more value. Yeah, yeah, it probably would. I mean, like the Raiders or a team like Detroit would have loved to have had him this year. Right. He he goes to Detroit, and I think he's a valuable. Yeah. Again, top forty in receivers. Which yeah, is a horrible that's... place to be for fifteen bucks. Yeah, yeah. 
so yeah, that, that's that's interesting. You know, it's still like you say, fifteen bucks. You're starting at a low enough a low enough rate where there's room for speculation. There. Devontae Parker get any play? Yeah, no, I don't think so. There can't be any excitement there at this point, not especially now that Waddle is established that he's going to be the best receiver on that team with a quarterback that I don't think can support more than one fantasy relevant receiver. Yeah. Waddle's clearly the number one. It's not even to me. Yeah. Like I'm not, well, they're not going to have him back anyways, but I'm not worried about Wolf, Wolf Fuller getting healthy. I'm not worried about Parker. Like, yeah. Waddle made, made us not just made his case, made a statement this year. Like he Waddle's going to be a good receiver in the NFL. He's going to be the number one receiver on his team. And, you know, if tomorrow they say, oh, oh yeah, the, the Dolphins managed to get Deshaun Watson and his legal troubler is behind him, then maybe you're looking, okay, yeah, there's going to be a second and maybe even a third target on that team that has relevance. But at least from what we've seen from Tua so far, and that, that was with him playing well for most of the last half of the season, he's not going to support multiple targets that, that are people you're excited to have. He just He's just not. You know, that sucks for me because, well, he's on my team and he's part of my plan at quarterback moving forward, but that's a plan that might have to change. I still like the guy. I still think he'll get better, but I, I don't want his number two receiver. No, I I, I agree with you. He, he's just another one of them guys that tease you a little bit. Yeah. Has them monster games, and you're like, no, here he comes. And then you start to look, and you're like, man, he's almost 30 years old. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's cheap enough. I mean, he should be rostered. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And, and maybe even a couple of bids on him. I don't see him going over eight, 10 bucks, but yeah, like there was, should be a couple of bids on him. I was going to say 12. He's probably getting into the high end of what you pay, but but he, without a doubt, should be on a roster. You know, I mean, uh, Jalen Waddle injury makes him interested. I mean, this is a guy who's all but washed out of the NFL once before and came back and was relevant again. I mean, and like I say, if Miami, it would surprise me. I actually, I think that that's the reason that Flores was fired even. Um, so it would surprise me if Miami moves on from Tua, but if they do and you get someone in there who is a more talented guy, um, then Parker becomes interesting in a wide receiver, like a flex role kind of way. Right. Yeah. He'll, he'll never be anything high end. Yeah. But that, that's my thoughts with Flores. Just having listened to and looked at the situation and that is, I think Flores made the case maybe too loudly that he needed a different quarterback to win and that the owner of that team was like, well, no, we spent our pick on Tua. Make him that guy. And I think that's what caused it to fall apart. It quite possibly did. And if that's the case, uh, Flores is definitely right. I, I think there's going to be a ceiling with, and we're probably not too far away from it. Yeah. 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 He'll, he'll be in that glut of quarterbacks that are, good enough to get their teams to the playoffs, but that, you know, are never going any farther, you know, past round one. Right. That you're evaluating for six years and you're just in purgatory until you mm-hmm. decide to cut big. Yeah. Derek Carr. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Tua could be the next Derek Carr. That that makes perfect sense. So really on this list, I, I, there's still a couple more interesting guys. I just don't like the price tag on some of them. Yeah. I think Jamison Crowder is a good receiver. Yeah, and he's probably going to find a new home next year. 40 bucks is starting to get expensive for Jamison Crowder. Well, you know, I mean, that's how you protect. If you're going to let a player go into RFA, that's how you protect yourself, you know, pay him enough that no one's going to bid on him. I can't see there being too much. I don't think so, just because of the dollars and 
you're going to have to go and bid on him before you know where he's going to play next year. I mean, he is an uh, unrestricted free agent coming into the season. And I would bet a dollar that he'll get a job and that that job at least will have the option or the possibility of being fantasy relevant. Um, But until free agency in the NFL opens up, you're just not going to know that. It's very much on purpose that our restricted free agency is, is going to be, if not finished, we're going to be well on our way before free agency opens up. In the- right. And then Marvin Jones, just way underrated, <sighs> consistent fantasy. Yeah. He's never great. He's always okay. Oh, he's he's had some, yeah, I don't know, great maybe is pushing it. But I, I think if I read back to you, Marvin Jones stat lines over several seasons, it would probably surprise you. It, it might, because I'm just always seeing Marvin Jones as being okay. If I had to guess, he's always between wide receiver 30 and 20. Yes. Low-end low receiver to mid-range receiver, somewhere in there. So, I don't know his fantasy finish, but he was uh, in 2017. Now, that's going back a fair amount. 2017, he was 61 receptions for 1,100 yards and nine touchdowns. The year before, year before that, he was 55 receptions for 930 and four. And then that's the stat line reminds me of what he would be. Yeah. Then 60 catches right around a thousand yards, four or five times. Yeah. So then in 2019 and 2020, he had back to back years where he put up nine touchdowns again. So it's in the end zone. Three, three out of the past five seasons, he's put up nine touchdowns, including his I am last... slightly surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah. And so his last season in Detroit, so two seasons ago, he was 76 for 978 and nine, which isn't a whole lot different from a couple of years before where he was 61, 1101 and nine. So he he's, that's not greatness, but he's been a really good receiver for a long time. I mean, basically, ever since he got out of Cincinnati and he had a chance to spread his wings, he, he did it. And he's had a lot of success in the NFL. I mean, I it's hard to judge with the fucking dumpster fire that the Jaguars were in this year. It's hard to judge his current value off this past season, you know, except to say that I think he's on a multi-year deal, so he's probably going to be in the same dumpster fire again next year. Yeah, that that's the problem where he is. Like, who knows what that fucking organization is doing. Yeah, yeah, because like, he's on the hope they get it right, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's got the Jaguars on the hook this year for five million dollars in dead cap if they move on. Like he's still going to be there next year. It's getting a little long in the tooth at thirty-two years old. Yeah, the salary is only twenty-five bucks. He he's someone that probably won't get bid up because he's still Marvin Jones, and that in the twenty-five to thirty dollar range where he winds up, that fish should absolutely. And I think Fish is a pretty big fan of the guy, too. So he should and he will retain him and almost guarantee it. Now, if yeah, someone, yeah. someone goes crazy and bids him up to 60 bucks, Fish probably let him walk, I guess. But that's the right thing to do. You hold him, he's a, you would project him to be a mid, you know, a lower mid tier wide receiver next year after being an upper mid tier for the last several years. Right. Worth 25 to 30 bucks all day long. Yeah. With the plan that you're going to play him four to six times next year. For bye weeks and maybe for injury fill-ins and whatnot. Yep. But yeah, I, I got to tell you, for me, that's it. Like, you know, if Tim Patrick doesn't get bid up too much, chances are that I'll retain him. But if I was any other team in this league, I wouldn't bid on him. He's just my Jerry Judy insurance. Yeah, I don't see Tim Patrick getting much action. 
No. Tyler Johnson, I don't even Yeah, Higgins, that, that ship has sailed. Yeah, Tyler Johnson's actually an interesting one with Antonio Brown being gone and Godwin looking like he's going to miss next season or a chunk of it and quite possibly be gone. He's also an unrestricted free agent. Tyler Johnson is a guy they drafted just a couple of years ago and who's looked decent but not great in flashes. But if they don't go out and do much as far as picking up more receivers, he could be an interesting guy, you know, in the $10 range to, to put a bet on and see what happens. Yeah, maybe. I mean, playing with Brady is, should get you a little excited, right? Yeah. Any, any Quez Watkins? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, he's going to hit 100 easy. Second best receiver on that team. <laughs> yeah, probably is. That's another yeah. one. The the passing game on for Philly is a train wreck. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. You got to believe Hurts is going to be there next year. I think so. So, yeah, I don't think there are anything. No Bourne, no Treadwell, Jennings. Yeah. No, I mean, we're ready to go on to tight ends. Yeah, there ain't much here. I think there's a couple interesting things in tight ends, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, some, yeah. Um you know, I, I guess the the big highlight here is going to be the one dollar Dawson Knox deal. Yeah, he's got to be the cream of this crop, right? Yeah, you know, and it's it's terrible for him, but I think yeah, it is the same guy has Dawson Knox and Zach Ertz that he let both of them are going to RFA. But the one dollar Dawson Knox being just twenty six years old, starting to come into his own. I mean, after Elijah Mitchell, this guy might be the guy that sees the biggest. He might not be the second most expensive overall, but he might see the second biggest salary increase coming out of RFAs. So he's at a buck 12. Where's yeah. he end up? 40? Oh, I would have guessed 60 or 70. Think he's going that high? I would guess. I mean, you got he, the hometown hero thing. On a heavy passing team, catches tons of touchdowns. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, maybe. Think 60's getting a little rich. Yeah, you know what? It, it probably is actually. When you look at it, that would be more than what Kyle Pitts is getting. It would be in the neighborhood of Mark Andrews, but mid forties or fifty, I think, is probably pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that sounds about right to me. I mean, the, this is what the the tight end progression is supposed to look like, right? You're supposed to be about twenty six or twenty seven before you actually become good. Yeah, normally. Well, yeah, it's usually your third or fourth year, and. This was his third, I think. Yeah, it was. And that's what happened as he started progressing. So, you know, he, he's got several years in with his quarterback now. He's starting to become a trusted outlet for him. They're coming up through the ranks together. Again, it's a Buffalo League, hometown hero. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I Passing mean, volumes there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's about going to, like you said, he's going to be one of the big jumpers in this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, and then – Coming from the same team, same NDFA team, hot on his heels, I, I think Zach Ertz gets a pretty good pay raise this year. I mean, he he was absolutely revitalized going to the Cardinals. So he's at 12 bucks here. It's a little older. There's not too many years left for the Zach Ertz strain there. Yeah. Yeah, two or three. 30-ish? Yeah, I think 25, 30, somewhere in that range. Makes a lot of sense. So because Mitch did not send you text messages, he went for Thirteen dollars for two tight ends to six or seventy. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say that's an accurate statement. Oh, importance of the uh, text messages, guys. Don't forget that shit when you sign them. Yeah, yeah. So for me, other than that, there's nothing really interesting here. I mean, if you want to go throw a few dollars on Gronk, but 
Yeah. I was going to say Gronk might have some value if he comes back with Brady. No one's paying that $60 price on Hooper. No $23 no. price on Cook. Yeah. You know, five bucks for Gerald Everett. I guess he can go and disappoint another team next year. You know, I mean, he just, he's one that just has not turned into what they thought he would. No, not at all. Uh, Uzama, I don't think anybody's really going to bid. I would guess he'd be retained. Who, who's the light blue? Uh, Luther, Honda Killer. I, I would guess he's a retained piece, right? Probably worth the 12 bucks, probably not worth much. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. He's another one of those guys that you can use as a periodic fill-in if you have to. And he seems, he has hot streaks and he seems to be okay-ish normally. He's a tight end, as I always say, he's what the rest of us have. But yeah. he can go on some nice hot streaks and, and Burrow's coming around pretty nicely over there and tends to like to throw to him. Yeah. I don't think anybody bids him up to 15 bucks. No. No, I think he's one that uh, maybe Luther manages to sneak through and then just has to decide if he's going to retain it. Right. I think that about covers the tight ends, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So on the defensive lineman. After these messages, 